Welcome to the Vernon Verdict, a podcast hosted by LSU student Jacob Vernon. The Vernon Verdict gives exclusive coverage of LSU sports, in-depth conversations with LSU athletes, and the occasional hot take or two. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Jacob H. Vernon, where fresh content is uploaded daily. The Vernon Verdict streams on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Well, I'm here with LSU men's basketball star Darius Days. After a stellar senior season average of 14 points and 8 rebounds, I'm sure your attention points towards the NBA draft now, right? For sure, for sure. So uh, just describe your time at LSU now and, and just your college career as a whole. Um, my college career was great. You know, I, didn't, I can't complain. Um, it was very solid, you know, a lot of winning. You know, from my freshman year to my junior year, it was the most winningest program in the SEC. So, you know, we was doing something right. So... For sure. Uh, describe how impactful Coach Will Wade was during your time at LSU and just describe him overall as a coach. Uh, he's a great coach, you know, even though he had, you know, a couple off-the-court situations. Um, in practice, he was always hard on me. He was always telling me, you know, be the player that I am, play hard, and, you know, just do what I'm supposed to do at all times. He was, you know, like most coaches, you know, he's kind of crazy, you know, but he likes to win. So, like, everything he do, he do it from the heart. So And he's passionate. He he, he for looks sure. for that a lot. And a lot sure. His players and his fans. Uh, one thing that stuck out with me with Will Wade is he said, if the fans don't care, then you got a problem. So when they're, you know, booing or just giving you any insight on the game, it, it's really a good thing. Definitely, for sure. Um, you know, Balcony Bengals helped us out a lot, you know, with the white powder, the go-ahead. You know, I really love those guys, and they always come through for us at all times. Is there any specific memory that sticks out when looking back at your career at LSU? I see it's a couple. Like I probably got a top five. Let's see um, My freshman year, we played at Mizzou. We was down by like 10 with like two minutes ago. We came back and got to go to overtime. We won by eight in overtime. That's one. Uh, winning the SEC championship, regular season championship at LSU against Vandy. Um, I had 15 points for sure. Um, I mean, I, I played 14 minutes a game my freshman year. So, like, you know, and Tremont had a concussion. Nas wasn't playing. So it was just like, you know, some of the guys off the bench just getting a lot of playing time. So we, we won that game, confetti dropped, you know, we got our rings like a couple weeks after that, I mean, about a couple months after that. Then um, that's two, what else, what else? Sweet 16 for sure, or the round of 32, my freshman year when we played against Maryland and Tremont hit off like the game winning layup. That was pretty cool, that was three. Um, my senior night game, well, my senior day game, you know, I had, you know, 24 points, you know, and definitely my, uh, the first game of the season of my senior year when I had 30 points, that was very memorable. So, that was on my top five. The career high, of course. Uh, sure. The This year's team, how they reminded you of the Sweet 16 team from 2019? Um, I wouldn't say they kind of remind me of the Sweet 16 team. It was just like, you know, the team com- is built completely different. Uh, with that team, you know, you had me and Emmett come off the bench and Javante coming off the bench. So, like, I mean, I can't – I feel like there's not too many teams that can, like, you know, have no fall-off like that from, like, the, the starters to the, the bench players. Because, you know, I feel like when me and Emmett come off the bench my freshman year, it was just, like, a lot more energy than Cavill and Nas. It was way more energy, you know, rebounding the ball, just, you know, playing for each other and wanting to win more than anything and not worried about stats. So, you know, and then this year's team was more connected on the defensive end. I mean, since I've been here, we've been more of an offensive-minded team. So, I don't know. They're completely two different teams. Yeah, Will Wade does like that strategy with uh, explosiveness coming off the bench. He did that sure. a lot with Tari Eason this year. Definitely. Um, I feel like, you know, Tari could have started, but it was some things that, you know, had to – sometimes he'd get a little in foul trouble at times, so it was probably best for him to come off the bench. 
So, you know, he helped us out a lot this year. I'm glad he came. He definitely had great great, uh, great skills to add to the team. But you're a great leader. It's no secret the team turned to you in rough patches. Describe what it was like the past couple of weeks as a leader on your team undergoing a, a coaching change. Um, even though, you know, everybody know about the situation with Coach Wade, him being fired, and, you know, we have to go to the tournament, you know, with a different coach. Um, just leading by example, just doing everything I'm supposed to do um, on the court and off the court. And just having somebody to look up to from the, for the other guys. And even though we had like a young, lot of young guys this year, it was very, it was very different. I wasn't used to it. Um, you know, I'm used to having Javante with me. I'm used to having like you know Trenton with me. And like even though we had Cam, he he, he played like a seasoned vet. So you know, it was just a different experience. And I'm assuming a, a player meeting was held uh, immediately after. Uh, what what was just the morale like? How how do you control? How do you how do you uplift your guys and head strong in the march after that? Um, it was very very crazy. We uh, we lost that. That was that Saturday to Arkansas. No, we lost that Friday to Arkansas. Came back that Saturday, and we got off the plane. You know, then we get to the bus, and coach is talking to us, and like, oh, we're gonna have like meetings tomorrow to go over everything that's really going on. And then ten minutes after that, we get a phone call or a text message that everybody comes to the the gym, and then you know we had the conversation with the you know with compliance and um the administration. And they just said, you know, we're we're parting ways with Coach Wade. You know, everybody was hurt. You know, some of the guys were crying. I mean, Coach Wade really the main reason everybody came here. So it was it was it was difficult at times. Then you know, I'm I'm his first recruiting class at LSU. So I mean, it was it kind of took a toll on me a little bit. But at the same time, I've been playing basketball my whole year and I playing for the same coach my whole life. So like, I mean, it is what it is at this point. You know, we love him. I mean, we would love if he you know they they reach out again and. You know, rehire him, but you know, you know how that is. I don't think that's they're gonna do that. So right. Uh, did the so we spoke about the balcony Bengals earlier. How did the fan engagement this year play a big role in key wins at home? Um, just them bringing the energy. You know, they they uh, everything they did at the beginning of the games, where the newspapers or you know the other teams coming out and they're saying you suck. Um, they just bring us just a lot of energy, and we just love them. And I wish they continue to do that for you know years to come, or they just pass the torch to different kids year in and year out. So you know they got to keep that tradition going. It's a great idea, and uh, especially with like the Goat Man and the for identity, sure. <laughs> it's, it's so unique and captivating. Right. I mean, they got cameras around them throughout the entire game. They right. definitely seem to be doing something great. Uh, what made you decide to return to LSU for your senior year? Um, a good question. Uh, Basically, just show you know the NBA teams that I can do more than shoot the ball and rebound the ball. I feel like I showed my pretty good leadership skills out this year. I showed off um, that I can put the ball on the floor more, you know, score more more ways from the post, mid post, uh, mid range three, um, create for myself off the bounce. Um, just little things I could you know critique about my game. Uh, I mean, and have a better you know draft stock than I had last year. You know, I was probably the fourth option last year. You know, I got the job done, but, you know, it's, I just need to show more things in my, my resume. And this year you did come out one of our, our best shooters. In this situation, you know, finding a, a bright side to everything, at least this situation is going to give you that platform to show your leadership skills. And, and, and you went out there, still performed great, still got your double-double. Right. You still did what you had to do. So individually, from an NBA team, from the outside looking in, they're definitely impressed. As a young hooper, though, who did you look up to? Young hooper. I was more of a I'm more of a Carmelo Anthony fan. That's probably one of my favorites. Um, Tim Duncan as well. I feel like more Tim Duncan because you know he's even kill. You get you get what you get. You know he's going to rebound. He's going to lead. 
you know, he's going to do, always do the right thing. He don't do things off the court. Um, you know, he doesn't do much. And then Carmelo, you know, I like the way he plays, mid-post, no dribbles, low-post, uh, shoot the three-ball very well. You know, I just really enjoy watching both play. And I, I like Draymond Green as well. You know, that, that's my, you know, my basically my player comparison as well from, you know, NBA teams and actually P.J. Tucker as well. So those are, my, I feel like, my player comparisons. Definitely, definitely Draymond Green, you reminded me of for sure, your ability to uh, shoot the ball and rebound the ball and mm-hmm. be such a catalyst on defense. Uh, 3 and D is definitely something that's needed in the NBA today, and right. I think you're going to captivate a lot of teams' attention after the season you Most put definitely. up. Has there any, any uh, been any NBA players reaching out to train or just give advice to a young star like yourself? Um, I mean, my best friend is Nas Reed, so, like, I mean – so, I mean, he reached out all the time. We talk all the time. He just tell me what things I can do better on low post, you know, shooting the ball better, you know, taking more shots or just just doing things to, you know, put myself in the best position to, you know, be seen. So him, you know, Javante as well. I still stay in touch with Cam, um, you know, Skyler as well. So, you know, I'm cool with all the guys. You know, they just tell me some things to do I can do better. So, you know. I'm trying to get where they at. So. Of course. It's sure. good to surround yourself with people that are doing better than you so you can learn from them For and sure. have them as your inspiration. Speaking sure. of that, uh, Cam, how is it to see him perform like this in the NBA? I mean, it's nothing new. Um, if, if y'all see him in practice last year, you know, you just be like, you know, that's just Cam being Cam. Like, I remember one time we were in practice and Cam caught the ball around the, the logo. He jabbed me and shot the, the three in my face. Like, and I, I just turned around and said, that's not going in. I just turned around, I just heard the net just like, just swish, and I was just like, yeah, he's a pro. Like, you can't, I mean, it's just some things you, you see him doing practice, and you're just like, wow, like, he's really doing this at, at 18, 19. Like, it was just like, this is like an eye opener for me. Like, he's really nice. Like, he's really, he's a good kid as well. And the iron's so, definitely sharpening the iron in this situation. So he definitely paid a. So what, what would you tell a young recruit who's considering the LSU program? Um, what have they done for you as a player and just, just how important has everyone in the LSU network been for you? Having, you know, having Coach Wade around, you know, he's a, he's a great coach. I feel like, you know, if anybody asks me anything about Coach Wade, he's a great coach. You know, anybody else might have, you know, something else to say about him, but, you know, I, I love him, you know, even the, the whole coaching staff. So it was just a lot of stuff going on, and, but, you know, He's committed to the game. You know, he spends countless hours in the gym, you know, working on game plans, working on practice. You know, he's very committed. And so, you know, playing up under him, like, you're going to work and, you know, there's going to be some long days, but, you know, you come here to win. And, you know, you can't win sitting on your behind. So, like, of course you got to do something. Got to put the work in For all sure. the time. Speaking of putting the work in, Kim Mulkey coming down to uh, the LSU women's team, yeah. changing it around. She had the quickest turnaround for an SEC program as a first-year SEC coach. Uh, how, how has it been, you know, playing alongside them or just kind of witnessing this turnaround? Um, good question. You know, she was going to win regardless, just off, you know, just off her, her name in general. Um, she's a great coach. You know, one of my friends, Hannah Gus, is on a team. So, like, you know, she gives me an insight of, you know, everything they do. Not necessarily everything, but like mostly what's going on. Like they practice hard, you know, they play hard, and they some things I don't agree with. But you know, like the mid range shot, you know, like the, sometimes you know Cherry she shoots the mid range shot, just take a step back and just shoot the three. But you know, you know that's their that's their that's the way they win. So you know, you know, good luck to them. And then you know they bring in the SEC, not the SEC, the uh, NCAA tournament down here, and you know they're they're winning. I and mean, that's all that really matters is winning.
at this point. Great comeback victory, too. Definitely. That Jackson State game was rough. It was insane. Jackson State was on the verge of getting their first tournament win, the SWAT Conference's tournament win, and that would have also been the first time a three seed would have fell to an 11 seed in the first women's tournament. So they had all kind of history looming around exactly. that game. That electric uh, environment definitely played, played a role, like we were referring to right. earlier. Tonight they play again Ohio State. Mm -hmm. uh, but just has Kim Mulkey ever reached out to you to give you any advice? I know she's a real successful head coach, multiple national titles as a player and a coach. Um, she never really reached out to me, you know, she just, you know, I'll see around, hey coach, how you doing? Just gonna keep it pushing, but you know, you know, she's a great coach. I wouldn't mind having a conversation with her, you know, just pick her brain about some things or what's really going on, like how she had her success and everything. So, I mean, you never know, before I leave, we might talk or, you know, might grab a bike to eat or something like that. But, you know, we never really had like a sit down conversation or like a conversation throughout like the gym or something. So. Right, that's another one of those people, those uh, inspirational people you put yeah, above. Yeah. She, she really, got, I mean, she was inducted by Michael Jordan into the Basketball Hall of Fame, so exactly. I mean, that's, that's so impressive. If, if you get that from Michael Jordan, you definitely get denied anywhere else. So like, you know, that's that's big. Of Coming course. from Michael Jordan, like that's that's the greatest player to ever played basketball. So like, and I'm glad you said that. I wanted to talk about that debate, uh, the Michael Jordan, LeBron, this whole greatest player of all time debate. What's your take on that? How um, do you feel you know, about it? Mike, you know, LeBron. I've never really been a big LeBron fan. So, I mean, I'm not even going to be biased either. So, like, it's just some things you got to bring to the table other than, like, you know, he's he's about, he's second in scoring. You know, he's, like, top 10 in rebounding. He's top 10 in assists. But it's just, like, that mental aspect of the game. Like, if you give, I'll say 10 times out of 10, Michael Jordan is taking the last shot. I'll say 5 or 6 out of 10, LeBron is passed. So, like, it's just, like, you know, that like, like he say that killer instinct. You know, Kobe's taking every shot. So, like, you know. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird situation with that. But, like, you know, like, I feel like LeBron couldn't play in that era. And I feel like, you know, in this era, it's kind of too soft for, for Jordan. But you never know. Because I feel like now you can't even touch people. Like, you touch Bron on his elbow or something, it's a foul. Like, the other day I was watching some on Instagram on the way here. It was like LeBron was coming down court full speed. He hit Pascal Siakam with an elbow. And they called a foul on Pitt. Like, uh, so I was like... I was like, he didn't even touch him. LeBron hit him with the elbow, so and they caught a foul on him. And I was just like, anytime somebody touched LeBron, it's like a foul. So I'm like, it is what it is. But you know, I, I don't like getting into that argument because I'm a Carmelo fan. Anytime somebody argues with me about Carmelo, I'm I'm biased from jump. So I'm a Carmelo fan. It, the, the officiating too has kind of been rocky in college basketball. They had a situation last night with Arizona and TCU, where some mm -hmm. people argue TCU would have been able to win the win. game with a couple of different calls. What's your opinion on, on just officiating as a whole and how they have the platform now to kind of change a whole game? Definitely have the platform to change the whole game because we experienced that this year a couple of times from um, the Arkansas game at Arkansas. It was 9.5 seconds left, and you know, JD Note traveled. And they didn't call the travel, and they called a foul and won. And he hit two free throws, and they won 76-77 against us at Arkansas. So it's been a couple games where it's like, you know, you're changing the outcome of the game. But, like, you know, we were a very aggressive team, and we wasn't always in foul trouble because, you know, we couldn't keep our hands off people. So I don't know. It's a very interesting situation with the officiating. Has there been uh – Anyone reaching out yet in terms of the NBA Combine or an NBA Draft yet? Do you have any uh, workouts coming ahead? It's it's a little too early to be, you know, yeah, everybody's still playing. So, right. like, probably after the season, after the, probably, like, April 8th, the championship game in the world is April 8th. So, after that, you know, that's that's probably when stuff started going out, you know, a couple weeks after that. Get the, uh, everybody get, I mean, then it's the playoffs for the NBA and everything, so. 
you never know. Right. With the uh, playoffs or the NCAA Final Four coming to New Orleans, will you be going down there to, to see it, scope it out? Uh, for sure. It's a, uh, I'm going to probably be in a three-point competition. for like It's like it's like a little – they haven't hosted an event down there, so I'm going to go down there and have a, participate in a three-point uh, competition. What so, day? Um, I don't know yet. I got to get the – got to get all the – the information first okay do you have any more uh, projects like an nil project coming forward or just anything else you'd like to announce to the fans um i was supposed to do like a reebok um nil deal what i did but like i have to post everything and everything so um you know i, I got the game coin you know the cars and culture thing going on you know go get your you know your darius days shirts at cars and culture in my bio darius days underscore underscore um other than that that's about it and uh, just one more thing before we wrap these things up. How, how, how was the mindset coming up as a star athlete? How did you get to where you, you were, um, where you are now? A lot of hard work, for sure. I've always been mostly overlooked because um, my game doesn't fit, like, the eye of, you know, an average average teen or average kid. You know, I'm not a flashy player. Um, I'm going to jump in the crowd and get loose balls. I'm going to dive on the floor. I'm not one to, you know, have a mixtape and have, like, killer crossovers and, and shooting the ball from half court and all that. You know, I'm just going to do the little things, score around the basket, shoot open threes, rebound, get putbacks, and just do my job to the best of my ability. So I feel like that's where it got me today. Of course, because that, that's a blessing in disguise. A lot of people do want to be flashy and do want to do the extra stuff, and you really stand out when right. you just stick fundamentally, like a Tim Duncan. or Sure. That's why I feel like you know I'm going to have a lot of success in my, my future career because you know I'm not a flashy player. I don't ask for much. I don't do much. And I just, you know, I just want to get the job done and win. And so, other than that, you know, that's why I feel like I'm a, I'm a great piece for, you know, Golden State. So, you know, shout out to Golden State. But uh, I'm not biased. It, it doesn't matter where I end up. I'm going to still do my job. Of course. Well, there's Daisy. It was nice sitting down with you. I appreciate it. And good luck going on in the future, man. Thank you all.